Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink Up. It's the apocalypse, the show that calls last orders on mankind and finds out just how well prepared you are for the end of days. I am your host for this journey into the abyss. My name is Simon Cassidy, and we are joined here on this episode with my PA, <laughs> Miss Kirsty Button. Kirsty, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you. I'm not sure I had that much choice. <laughs> you didn't, really. <laughs> but it's glad you feel so comfortable. You're sitting there hunched up. Like a test hamster. <laughs> Yeah, not far off. I don't think any pig in it. Yeah, what kind of lab do you go to? <laughs> None that animal test. Good to know. I'm sure that'll be relevant to the end of the world. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, folks, welcome. This is a new podcast idea we've got here. Basically, this is a conversation that everyone has had. What would you do at the end of the world? <laughs> Frankly, most of us have probably had this conversation more often than we've discussed our pension plan mm-hmm. or what to do, you know, in the event of an actual natural disaster. Basically, this show will put to test... The theory that we'd, we'd all just sit around, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this all to blow over. Because I don't think he would. Because I don't think that idea would work. So, first and foremost, we're going to get right down to it. Everyone's thought about it, mm-hmm. but everyone thinks about it in a different way. When you see the end of the world, what's happened? What's the scenario? Nuclear war. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going right in there. We're, we're diving Absolutely right in. Absolutely terrifies me. Okay, so so paint a word picture. What you got? Well, it's not so much like I remember being in modern studies and they show you this video and I don't know if anyone else has ever seen it or if it was just my school, but they show you a video and it's a nuclear bomb being dropped on St. Paul's Cathedral in London. No, I'm pretty sure this was just your school that showed this <laughs> just video. Just terrifying little high school. But it shows you the circles, like so like within the blast radius, a mile out, five miles out, ten miles out. And it was haunting. I mean, it doesn't sound great. no. But my fear is not being stuck in the middle. Because I think if you're hit by that bomb, you're done. You're gone. You don't even know. See, that opens up a whole new world of fear for me. But that's probably for another day. <laughs> Mine is that it happens elsewhere. And I have zero communication. I don't know where my parents are. I don't know where my friends are. And it's just me. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. And all these other people. Like, it's the same, you know, in day-to-day life. I'm not scared of being murdered, but I'm scared of being, like, kidnapped. <laughs> Okay, so your fear is more around not as much the end of the world and dying. It's around the kind of lack of control you have over that. Yes. I see. Well, this may be a difficult question to answer (laughs) and may make the very basis of this podcast somewhat different. (laughs) So what's your plan? Because everyone, everyone's thought about it. Well, this is another thing where I think I'm a really bad person for this because I, I, at the same time as being terrified of it, I don't believe in having a plan because I don't believe in living your life in fear. Okay. So you have no plan whatsoever? You've not thought about what you no. do, where you go? I d- I, like, I'm not going to build a bunker under the flat. Like, I'm not one of those, I'm not a prepper. Like, I'm not going to start stockpiling water when I can keep clothes and makeup there. Like, the things I can use now. I mean, that makes sense. But also, there's a difference between being a prepper and having thought, right, okay, so what I would do is I would get to here or I would go there or I would try and get to here. I would run away. Or I, I would- mean, there's a pub not that far away. So you're literally drinking up for the apocalypse. <laughs> That's You're actually having a nice cold pint waiting for it all like, to blow over. Well, what else are you meant to do? I mean, do you remember last year when it snowed? Yes, I do remember And it was very it difficult snowed. and I managed to get the last train out of Glasgow to come here because my flat doesn't have central heating. <laughs> and I stopped on the way and bought a bottle of Baileys. That was important prep. <laughs> and bread. And a packet of bacon. And bacon. And a bottle of gin. I believe the following day we realised that we weren't really prepared for another full day. No, and, and what did we do? We walked to the pub. 
I mean, when you phrase it like that, it just sounds like we've got a problem. I mean, the plan is alcohol. Okay, right. So I think at the same time, I think for the normal person, nuclear war is very hard to prepare for. Like I've been to the secret bunker. Ooh, not meant to tell you that it's a secret. But <laughs> you're so proud of that joke. <laughs> I drove past that sign for three years laughing before my dad eventually took me to shut me up. <laughs> so what, what's it like? What's that the secret bunker? It, to go on a it slight is terrifying. Detour. You go down this huge long ramp and you're underground and it, it kind of feels quite spacious. But at the same time, when you come back to thinking this isn't just a building, this is underground. And this is literally as far as you would go. It's terrifying. Yeah. But you see the videos and it's like you were told to sit, you were told to lie under the table. Like that's not, that's not going to help. <laughs> Wait, lie under the table in the secret bunker or lie under no, the table in general? In the Cold War, all of the videos preparing you for the bombs being dropped said that you should get under the table. Oh yeah, the old uh, ducking cover. Yeah. Yeah, that that wouldn't work. No, especially not in this house. That coffee table's got a shelf underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea are not helping with the apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, Ikea's probably a great place to go in the event of an apocalypse. Think of all the supplies and food you have. I do love a meatball. Exactly. All the protein you require. Veg might be a problem, but we'll deal with that later. Veg is a problem in all day-to-day life. Well, yeah. (laughs) Also, this flat is on the third floor, so hiding under nothing inside this flat is helping. Well, yeah. But then again, to come back to the, you know, nuclear fallout, radiation. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone has a bunker. I I don't know, maybe they're all secret. But (laughs) not everyone has that or has access to that. So, you're like, realistically... Again, it depends where you are, though. Like, realistically, if you're in like the far reaches of the fallout, well, yeah, but then you're is, okay. is there not a thing that said, like, even if one was dropped in Edinburgh, in Glasgow, you would feel the effects. You would have to be up in the highlands to actually be 100% safe. This was meant to be reassuring, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I now realise it's not. In a lot of cases, if you're in the outer rims of the fallout... It'll take like 20 or 30 years before you, you know, die of radiation poisoning. So, you know, you've got a really bleak couple of decades. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I'm still alive. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my family and friends might not be, but... There's also the theory that... You can make new friends. There's also the theory that... (laughs) A stranger is just a friend you've not met yet. Exactly. Well, we'll go into that. (laughs) And we'll get into that, you know, war mentality and it'll be great fun. Well, see, that is one one way you could go (laughs) because... A lot of these apocalypse things you watch, everyone's a pirate. Everyone's a bandit. Everyone's out to get you. No one ever goes. Maybe we would just all get into that wartime mentality and we'd all really band together. Yeah. And, you know, it could be a great thing. Maybe utopia. It could be. I mean, not for the people in the blast zone. (laughs) No. And all the mutant creatures and all that. That's that's a whole other situation. Again, we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) At the moment, we're just, you know, ironing I don't even know if that's a real thing, but... There are reports in Chernobyl. I was talking about that horror movie yesterday. That I, is a horror movie where they go into Chernobyl and there's all these mutant creatures that chase and kill them. And that's also scary. Oh, I wasn't even talking about the movie. <laughs> and In Chernobyl, there are wolves who have grown bigger and stronger than normal wolves. Because of the radiation. I like dogs. I don't think you like <laughs> these ones. They're not, they're not puppies. <laughs> and yeah, I would be there trying to clap it. Let's start to, you know, spread out the details a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you're in the pub. Ah, pub. Standard old man boozer. No. Not quite in the okay. centre of town. Not quite the middle of nowhere. Just mm-hmm. yes. Suburbs somewhere. Yes. Comes on the news. Bomb's been dropped. Mm-hmm. 50 miles away. Mm-hmm. 
What do you do? Tequila. <laughs> Fair enough. What okay. uh, Whatever's there. As long as it's not silver. We're really? Good. It's the end of the world and you're not even going to be a bit more Well, if it's an old man pub, I'm assuming they just have Hosey. But if there's Patron or Don Julio, I'm going for that. We'll allow it. They're a, cla- they're a classy boozer. We'll have that. Yeah. Okay, so then what? I was going to try and be smart and be like Sambuca, but no, I'm not going to drink Sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> even at the end of days, you will not drink Sambuca. <laughs> no. Humanity. <laughs> Teetles on the brink of extinction. That might be that might be the most trusty thing I've ever heard. If it's not exactly what you have in your mind at that moment of time, just ha, huh, just whatever you've got. Ah, no problem. I've got uh, some lovely, uh, lovely schnapps here. Ugh, no. Oh no, if it's a peppermint schnapps, that's fine. I like it. <laughs> okay, so after you have your schnapps, Tiamat and Coke. You can't just list a series of drinks. No, but you know all those weird drinks that you've always wanted to try, but you don't want to pay money for? <laughs> I'm going to need an example. I don't, like, oh, it's just, my head's just gone out. That's <laughs> Ten years in hospitality and you can't name a single drink that you want to try. No, because usually I just have a wee taste. Bear in mind, this will be made public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about stealing, but you've got to know what you're selling. Mm, fair. <laughs> you're you're holding up at the pub. You're going, you're going full Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. You're just... You're staying. Sure. I have no other plan. If yeah. I go outside, I'm going to inhale radiation, potentially. So why would I go outside? True. How long can a woman survive on peanuts and gin? Probably pretty <laughs> long, but you would get scurvy. I could live with that, I think. Maybe. No, scurvy will kill you eventually. Oh, really? Yeah, like all your teeth will fall out and stuff. What if there's got to be... Um, <laughs> Quantro's made of oranges. The apocalypse has not been here for one day. <laughs> and you have scurvy. <laughs> Quantro has oranges. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm classing that as a, a source of vitamin C, if I'm honest. And limoncello has lemons. Great. So I just sound like a mad alky. I can make up for who? Well, okay. Since okay, you're you're. Well, ho- I would hope my friends were there. Okay, you're holing up in the pub. Well, I mean that's fair. You weren't just sitting drinking alone. Well, yeah, I'm not so, a saddle. So what, what's your ideal group size? Um, like without forcing you to name who you want to live and die. <laughs> Oh, I think we all know some people that I want to. Without, without asking you to name who's going to live and die, what what's your ideal group size? Because um, in theory, you want a little bit of community. Yeah, but I don't like big groups of people. They make me anxious. So, no more than six. I also get the impression a group that's too small would make you anxious. Well, potentially. Um, but yeah, maybe like six is an ideal number. Okay, so you've got six people. Because then I've got a couple that I'm willing to knock off. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, wh- why? There is always one friend in every group that you're willing to eat. If the situation calls for it. Can I just throw up <laughs> some contradictions in um, various things you've said so far? <laughs> you want at least six people, but you're prepared well, to kill two of them. one of whom I don't like. <laughs> well, it went from those at least well, two no, people you're I willing mean to is... kill, one that you're willing to eat, so the other one's just cold-blooded murder, but also... No, not murder. It's but, like sacrificial. But also, not long ago, you said you don't have a plan for the apocalypse. And now we're <laughs> not one day after bombs dropped. See, there you we're go. We're going, I'm sorry, Steve. You don't know you... Oh, that's that's not a name of any of our friends. So that's that was clever. Yes. <laughs> you're going, sorry, Steve. But we've all agreed that you're the one that's going. So um, we're, we're murdering you and 
eating you one day and you've ruined cannibalism. I just think it's like, you know that there was a post on Facebook recently and it was like all group chats spawn a smaller group chat without at least one person in it. And if That is absolutely true. And if you don't think that's true, you're the person that's not in the in the new group chat. <laughs> no, no, that is absolutely true. And I just wow. believe if you're stuck, I could name six of my friends that I would be happy to be in a pub with during the apocalypse. I thought that was going the other way. And I thought that was I could name <laughs> six people that I would kill right now. No, but you know how you start the group chat and you're loving life and you're all pals and it's all hilarious. And then, you know, a week later, there's always that one person that just keeps messaging all the time. And that's how your new group chat spawns. So I feel like in the apocalypse, I could pick six friends that initially I want to be around. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of weeks... I'm going to be sitting there going, well, well, you're the one that we're eating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so another scenario. Mm -hmm. Let's say you and your five other friends are in the pub. You'd be one of them, sweetie. Oh, thank you. So let's say you're in the pub. Yes. Bomb drops. Mm -hmm. You're not the only ones in the pub. Right. Are you letting the others stay if they want? Mm -hmm. Or are are you laying claim? If they're, if, if they seem nice, yes. Like if they seem like useful people. Well, what, what qualifies as useful people to you? Scrappy. Okay, so you want scrappy. Mm-hmm. So you're anticipating some violence. Potentially, yes. Because okay. there's going to be outside people that are going to go, ha, a taverna. <laughs> Why are the outside people me? <laughs> but you know, like, there might be other people who go, ah, we'll just go into the pub. Okay, follow-up question. But also, I think scrappy people would be useful if you're having to go out and get stuff. You know, you've got to send out a party at some point. That's the way the films always go. Well, yes. <laughs> a party gets sent out. A couple of people die. So I'm willing to sacrifice other people over the people that I know, usually. I see. <laughs> Apart from the ones you're apparently keeping behind for food. Oh, yeah. So that brings us if to... If I that. start fattening you up in the near future, please don't be offended. <laughs> I will be, though. Oh, no, I meant the proverbial you... <laughs> Oh, you meant the wider you. Yes. That's fine. I don't think... <laughs> wider I... you, fanning up. That's funny. That's fine. I don't think any of them subscribe to my Patreon. That's fine. But um, <laughs> they should, though. It's very reasonably priced. Are you fortifying the pub? Are you, ma- are, you, are you boarding the place up? Oh, yeah. Or are you letting other people in? No, like, you've, say, you've say got... Say people come looking for help. you got to board the place up, but keep a people. Oh, a people. A people. <laughs> to maintain the peep. <laughs> yeah, you've got to maintain the peep. <laughs> That's a niche comedian joke. <laughs> some people will get it. Only some. Well, yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm a nice person, aside from the whole cannibalism thing. But <laughs> You can see why people may be struggling with that. <laughs> you know, I, like, I think that's my struggle. I'm too nice, so I don't know. I'm not in that situation. I don't know if I'd get battle-hardy and like maybe get a good scar over one eye or something. I mean, I think like, if you like, had a few drinks... nails. If you had a few drinks, you'd be scrappy. Yeah, that's true. So you're planning for the apocalypse. I mean, apparently other people think I'm hard. Yeah, you do have that air about you. Because I'm always the one that has to go and throw people out of the pub. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see it. You've got that air about you. You're scrappy. <laughs> and you've already established right at the beginning that you're going to be drunk for the apocalypse. Yeah, but I cry a lot. <laughs> just don't cry at the wrong time. There's a huge chance that I would say this and I'd just be crying in the corner. Cradling a bottle of Don Julio. No salt or lime. <laughs> I'm not pissing about it. <laughs> I mean, at least you know that about yourself. I mean, I'm sure there'll be people who will come on this podcast that will claim they've got it all figured out. They know their plan. A firm and sound plan. You you don't. You're admitting no. you would have to roll with it because you don't know how you would react. No, I genuinely don't. Like, I cry at things that you don't think I would cry at and I don't cry at things that you would think I would cry at. Yeah, it's weird. You cried when Leslie Nope won an election in Parks and Rec. Yep. Not long ago, you cried because a dog you didn't know did something on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. I cried when the dinosaur died in Jurassic World. That was heart-wrenching. That was heart-wrenching, to be fair. As a person, I don't think I'm scared of a lot of things. Like, I'm not scared of, like, spiders or snakes or... There's things that I don't like, but I don't believe that I'm scared of anything. Okay. That makes me sound like I think I'm well hard, but I'm very easily frightened. I actually <laughs> get what you mean. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of clowns. I'm not scared of... I'm not scared of being murdered because I'm going to be dead. Like, you know, so what do you have to be frightened of? Like, you're not going to notice it. But I am so easily spooked. <laughs> yes. Like, it became a running joke when we went to Halloween Horror Nights about how much I screamed and how easily I screamed. Because I'm so easily frightened. Unlike me. <laughs> oh, you're terrified of everything. Oh, yeah. The- <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm making this podcast. And I don't know why I'm making a podcast about ghosts. Because all of these things... Well, you won't watch horror movies with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the terrifying... Literally the only horror movies I will really watch, like actively seek out to watch, are zombie movies. And I don't like zombies. And yet I can guarantee you if I'm having a nightmare, the nightmare is about zombies. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like zombies. Why not? Because... Because to me, they're a very tame form of horror. Because I think it could happen. Not, Go on. Not in an awaking the dead, gonna eat your brains type way. Waking the Dead was a BBC drama about police. <laughs> I assume you mean The Walking Dead. No, like The Dead Waking Up. Yes, Waking the Dead was a BBC <laughs> drama about the police and I autopsies. Love the police and autopsies. The Walking Dead. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about the action of Waking the Dead. Why are you Waking the Dead? <laughs> I'm not. I'm talking about the concept of the dead waking up zombies, like that sort of zombie, the shambling corpse coming at you. I don't think that's a thing. Okay. But I do worry. See, if it was going to happen, that's the one I would want to happen. Yes. The more, the more realistic ones they do yeah. about like the ones that just run at you and go mental. I worry about the realistic things. I worry about the pandemic, the virus. That's the concern because, again... What are you meant to do about that? Um, lock all the doors and windows. Uh, await help. Remove the head or destroy the brain. Drink alcohol because it's a sterilization tool. Sure, drink up. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a great sound bite, but we'll use it. <laughs> you just overdub it with a clip. <laughs> Zombies frighten you. Do you see that in your your scenario? When you're thinking about the end of the world and there's, you know, well, I mean, you could talk, you could, you could link the two. I mean, many films have. Yeah, like (laughs) you know, bomb drops somewhere else, and then you've got your mutants, and not in a cute X Men way. In a like, you know, you've got people affected, affected by the blast and that sort of thing. So, in your head, have they gone? Have they gone mad with radiation? Is it a side effect? No, I think, it would be, I think it would be, you know, you've got your general people who are horrifically injured. <laughs> I watched a video on what happened at Hiroshima. It's not a laughing matter. It's so sad. But this sort of thing, I'm watching YouTube. Um, <laughs> absolutely horrific injuries that they're living with. And I've really taken this down a notch. I can tell your eyes. <laughs> no, no. See, that, see this, if I'm honest, this is why it surprises me that you don't have more of a plan. Because... But that's what I, mean. I know I, you. You know so much about this. Probably frighteningly more than you're letting on. Yeah. And yet, at no point have you said something like, 
Okay, so the safest place to be is 70 kilometers away. So my plan would be I would find a car. I would get on but, this road because well, it's less... I can't drive, Simon. I don't think in this situation that's the biggest <laughs> issue. <laughs> I think it would be. I mean, realistically, if you can get the car in first gear, you're off to a start. I know. Oh, yeah, you don't know how to change gear. I know how to, in theory. But he told me to listen to the car and it would tell me when to change gear. So I was waiting for the car to go, change gear. And that didn't happen. But had you ever <laughs> heard a car do that in your life? Ever when well, being in one? Well, I just thought because everyone was really good drivers, like my dad was, was a really good driver, so he just turned it off. No, it's more it makes a noise. <laughs> so I'm not driving, right? Okay. And I can't ride a bike either before you bring that one up. So in my head... Horseback riding. I've done that once, it hurts. Um, <laughs> in my head, I'm not going anywhere I've no plan. All I've got in the kitchen is cheese and pasta. Both good things. They'll keep for a while. Oh, well, I can't boil the water, can I? I'm going to have to eat crunchy farfalli, my pasta of choice. <laughs> Again, at the end of days, <laughs> you will only drink tequila of a specific type. <laughs> and you'll only have a specific pasta. No, that's more what I've got in the cupboard. But I just think, like, Part of the reason it is so scary is because I I do watch videos that tell me what happened. And that doesn't help. (laughs) No, it won't. But it also doesn't tell you what to do. And it it just tells you what will happen to you when, if, and when you're still alive. I mean, I've seen seen some things tell you what to do. The general, general gist is... Get as far away as possible, and if you can't, get inside. Well, yeah, but I am inside. I'm in the pub. True. Okay, so, <laughs> basically, th- through this line of questioning. Yes. Through drilling down. Yes. No plan. We're having a piss up. You're going full on Shaun of the Dead. You're going down to the Winchester. Mm-hmm. You're barring the doors and windows. Mm-hmm. You're having a nice cold pint. Yep. And waiting for all this to blow over. Yeah. You are quite literally... Drinking up. It's the apocalypse. Yeah. And that seems as good a point as any attend. Oh, really? Well, I didn't get to talk about the robot thing. Well, I thought you were just going to ask me some other questions. Like, pose something to me that I've not really thought of. I mean, I could, but you don't have a plan. True. So they're all just going to lead back to the pub. Well, yeah. Or, do we do another episode? <laughs>